What's up, everyone? Welcome to Zero Fox Left. And I am your humble, soft-spoken, always apologetic, never misgendering, never toxically masculine, never black supremacist host, Fox McKenna. Oh, never Russian bot host, uh, since we'll be, the topic is going to be, will the USA collapse? Ooh, the question mark. I was going to say the USA will collapse, but then I thought, I'm, you know, I do try to make some bold predictions, but I'm going to leave the predictions out of this. I'm going to ponder the question based on what I see, evidentiary, uh, what I see empirically. And we're just going to shoot through uh, some of these part points I will circle back around to. So I guess I'll be making the case for I think it will collapse, but I'm not making the prediction that it will. I'm just pondering, you know, is all this stuff added up together very bad? Or is there redemption in it? Let's decide at the end. So... First off, I think this is the most obvious one. I think if you polled uh, people, you would find out they unanimously agree with this. But I think our leaders are completely inept, uh, charlatans, and if they are intelligent and if they are somewhat, you'd say, good politicians, right? Say they're good at being a politician then there's a good chance that either way they hate the citizens. So, I mean, if you had to guess on both sides of the aisle, do 9 out of 10 people, of 9 out of 10 of our leaders hate or feel indifferent towards their constituency, how, how would that rate? How would people vote uh, if they were asked that? I think most people, I think 9 out of 10 people would say, yeah, I think the leaders don't represent our best interest, they're charlatans, they're crooks, they're liars, they're cheats. When I think of a politician, I think of a uh, psychopath, for sure. I mean, and there's, I, I can't remember all the ten professions that are psychopaths. I'm pretty sure politician should be on there, if not lawyer is for sure on there, and most of them were lawyers at some point, which, so there you are, you know. And that wasn't enough for him. It wasn't enough to be a lawyer. They were, they they needed a little bit more, power and money, and all that. So, I think that's pretty obvious. But we'll circle back to specific examples on that. Uh, but I just want to throw that out there to start the case off. Uh, <laughs> I think, uh, and we'll circle back around to this too. But inflation and debt, uh, national debt. And everything that's going on with uh, how we sh- shut down the country, I think this is, uh, it doesn't seem like we're recovering. Unemployment is high as fuck, but we're putting more restrictions on jobs uh, via the vax mandates, uh, jab mandates, so to speak. You know, it's like, oh, well, you know, there was this group of people uh, working their asses off uh, during the the scamdemic, and how should we reward them? Well, I think uh, those people who are unafraid of dying and any consequences or any illness, 
let's create a mandate that they'll for sure reject and they'll have to resign or be fired. Let's do that. And then let's bring those people who are sitting on unemployment, hope they come off unemployment, get the jab, and they can go back to work. Because that's who you want working, not the people who were working. Very weird decision. But again, when you think of, it just goes back to the leaders. All you have to do is think back on the leaders. Whose interests do they represent? Seems like a global uh, interest, not a national interest. And that's best case. That assumes they're not just a fucking incompetent charlatan. Which you could argue is worse. Like uh, Puppet Joe. Where it's like, well, we'll just flog Joe until and medicate him until he says everything we want him to say and signs everything we want him to say. You know? In the, the Harris-Biden administration. <laughs> which he said with a teleprompter. I... W- did they put that on the teleprompter or he was just finally like having some sort of uh, he broke through the, the medication and was able to state the truth? Uh, we'll never know. <laughs> but think about it. People are so concerned with the Modelo bug that, you know, social distancing, that's probably the number one thing you could probably do. If I were to stay isolated from everyone, if I lived on an island by myself, the only diseases I could get are the diseases from the island or the diseases that birds carry, right? So if I was completely in a bubble, I would be safe. So social distancing, when you think about it, that's the only measure that's really fail-proof, so to speak. Uh, well, let's see. Do you think people were social distancing during this uh, scamdemic? Uh, well, no, it looks like STDs, uh, are at an all time high, uh, this year and last year. So seems like people are not very concerned with, uh, spreading disease whatsoever. In fact, they're so anti-socially distanced that, uh, they're fucking. So (laughs) way to go. Uh, uh, Tinder, uh... Bumble, uh, what are some of that match, uh, plenty of fish, uh, plenty of diseases. <laughs> uh, what was another hinge of oh, the, the app, the one time app that you delete after you, uh, what get fucked or, and get an STD. You probably delete it after that. The app, the dating app designed to be deleted. I saw the ad. Uh, I've been forced to watch advertisements cause I'm actually watching the Astros game. And I'll, I'll, I'll say this. I'm going to interject in here real quick uh, about observations because I don't normally watch regular TV with commercials and everything. Uh, <laughs> I could do a whole segment on this. Uh, what normie people watch on t- television. It's, it's pretty gross. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, so the Astros are playing the Atlanta baseball team. I don't want to say the actual name of it because we just had Indigenous Peoples Month and it's very offensive. The Atlanta Braves is what they're calling themselves still, can you believe it, after Indigenous Peoples Month. This this atrocity, despite the fact that what is the Native American population of Atlanta? When I think of Atlanta, I think of uh, black people for the most part. So... 
Uh, maybe something like uh, Atlanta Gangbangas or something, or just just Atlanta baseball team, because that's what they are. We can't come up with anything original. Or if no other race wants to be called out on what is considered a slur, I would definitely I I will submit my name as the Atlanta Crackers. So, moving along. Oh, but watching that, I will say there's a lot of ads about uh, stuff like that on normal television when it's supposed to be a family broadcasting. Literally, I saw one about it showed a carrot and it's like some disease with the penis. Bentcarrot.com is what it's because <laughs> uh, your penis is like slanted. I, I didn't know this was a an actual disease, but apparently a, a pill or something will fix your bent carrot. And if you're sitting in the living room with your kids, good luck uh, explaining this carrot advertisement, <laughs> depending on their age. But that's on there. And Hinge, the, the app that you delete one time after you get a uh, vaginal dis- discharge. <laughs> so, uh, you know, you uh, this society's pretty gross. Uh, and full of shit, by the way. Because no one's really worried about any of this shit. So that's another reason. Uh, a society full of... Uh, Liars and morons. That's really what that tells us. And leaders that can convince you of anything. It's a bad combination. And then, you know, the IRS. You know, the people that steal your money every year. Well, unless you're the people that benefit from it and uh, get welfare and child credits and have paid zero dollars into the system and probably have four kids on SSI disability Uh, Or some shit like that. Uh, You guys being excluded from this conversation. But everyone else, uh, the people robbing you, extorting you. The gang of people that you never voted, never consented to. That come and extort you with the force of imprisonment or death. Should you not voluntarily walk into the prison. And feel like that, you know, it's impossible to know a 10,000 page plus tax code that changes every fucking uh, year. And even your CPAs don't really know it completely. and But you can go to prison for not knowing it as a regular person. <laughs> it's like not knowing all the facts about Narnia. And uh, I can put you in prison because you can't answer uh, what was the, the white witch's uh, real name on the book. And you're like, fuck, I know it. It's like, well, you, can you say it right now? No? Prison. So that's essentially the IRS's function. Like, you don't know 10,000 pages of tax code and made an error? Prison it is for you. We want every fucking dime. We're owed for doing nothing. You know? You trade stocks and risk all your money and make all that money off of the fairy dust of uh, uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum. Congrats if you were able to ride that scam all the way up, by the way. Um, yeah, I still think it's a scam. I, You know, and it's very simple why I think it's a scam. And it's crazy you guys don't is because no one uses it, but uh, not in regular day life, and I, how could you, because it fluctuates every damn day. Oh, give me one Bitcoin. Nope, give me 1.2 Bitcoins. Yeah, so it just, you get the point. I'm not going to go back into that. Go back to my old notes and listen to that. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> where was I going with that? These people will extort the fuck out of you. Uh, for you... For your gains that you made on any of those cryptos, once you sell them for U.S. dollars because you need the U.S. dollars to actually get something that you want, uh, once you re- have a realized gain, 
the t- money you dumped into Tesla back when it was a uh, hundred and some bucks uh, last January, January twenty twenty, yeah, uh, or some shit. I think, yeah, yeah. I think it was a hundred some bucks back then and change. So you ride those gains up. And the IRS is like, hey, we did nothing. We didn't take any of that risk, but we want that fucking money. Thank us later. So, because we got to give this family over here that has uh, three uh, fucking seven-year-olds that are all on SSI on Section 8 and drive a Porsche. We got to give them that money from you. You're welcome. We got to house those Afghans. So, yeah, that's... (laughs) They're about to get more power. Can you believe it? In, only in this world, in this clown-based society, would we say, uh, yeah, let's uh, let's give those people that extort us, the gang, the extortionist gang, more money. I mean, more power and more money. Obviously more money, because if they can look into, peer into your bank account, uh, they can collect more. <laughs> They'll raise your taxes. Uh, they'll devalue the dollar, so whatever you're left with is worth less. And then ultimately, uh, they'll swoop in and with a hedge fund or individually or however they decide to do it with a REIT, uh, they'll buy your house from you. And then they'll rent it back to you three times the amount. And that's that's Democrats and Republicans. Doesn't it seem like that's almost the game being played? Like, hey, we'll do, we'll do all this, you know. And then, oh, your used car? You know, it's nice if you have a used car right now. And you're like, oh, I need—I don't need this extra car. Say you bought an extra Mustang or something a couple years ago uh, for 30000 and it's worth 38000 for some damn reason. Uh, <laughs> and, and you just use it. It's your weekend car. Uh, sell that motherfucker, you know? Sell it. It's always sell stuff on the high. I mean, it's pretty simple. Buy low, sell high. Uh, but... What if it's your only car and you're getting to the point where you're like, well, fuck, I need a new car and I could sell this one for high, but then I got to buy the next one for even higher. Yeah, enjoy that fuckery. You know, oh, but we have Uber here for you. Unless you don't want to soon, unless you don't want to get the jab, then we'll probably not let you ride. So and there's no not really any more local cab companies and Lyft will be right on board don't worry in case you're like well I'll just use a Lyft uh, they'll, they're all big tech big tech is on, like, on the same page for some reason they, it's almost like they go to some sort of meeting every year like uh, you know Bilderberg or some shit and uh, talk about all the stuff that they're gonna do like uh, support BLM support uh, the shit out of all these 9,000 uh, different trans queer gay Libesian holidays and months that just keep popping into existence, International Pronouns Day and all that sort of shit. So um, it's almost like they talk about all that and come up with an agreement like, oh, let's get, uh, let's do this diversity CRT stuff. Yeah, okay. Uh, Let's ban people from this that do this. Let's make everyone wear fucking uh, uh, face diapers. Yep, okay. Yeah, it's almost like they meet up and they're on the same page. If I didn't know any better, but that can't be true. That's a conspiracy. <laughs> and we don't do conspiracies on this fucking channel. Okay? Uh, 
Oh, goodness. CDC guidelines on evictions. Uh, you know, we, we, we think about who these guidelines that say you can't evict somebody who's not paying rent. Who does that hurt? If you think that it hurts uh, big corporations or landlords with, you know, that have hundreds of properties, uh, you're wrong. Uh, these CDC guidelines are literally targeted at small landlords. Like somebody, say you don't want to sell your house right now, but you have enough, uh, you have the means to move to another house. You keep the first house and rent it out. That's how most people become a landlord in this country, by the way. I know people picture the the evil landlord twisting his fucking mustache from uh, A Million Ways to Die in the West or some shit, but that's actually not your average landlord. Your average landlord is somebody who decided to try being a landlord after, instead of selling their house and upgrading to the next house, said, I'll rent that that fucking house out. Um, Or somebody who saved up money and said, oh, I'm going to try to make it in real estate with a rental for my future, or... Or it's somebody who retired and said, I'm going to take my IRA and move it to self-directed and try to own some rental property for my retirement. So that's that's what most landlords are. But unless you're in this business, the business of real estate and investing, you wouldn't know that. Uh, you would just have this fictional idea of what a landlord is. Like the CDC and all our leaders. Uh, no, actually, uh, most of our leaders probably know better, and they know who these guidelines uh, hurt. They hurt individual landlords because a regular person can't afford to cover uh, two mortgages or three mortgages if they have two rentals, right, uh, if the other person is not paying. That's common sense, right? Like, part of being a landlord is, oh, I'm going to cover my expenses even if it's break-even, and have this note paid off in 30 years. It's it's a delayed gratification wealth building strategy, right? It's good. Anytime there's delayed gratification, it's, it's usually a very wise thing to do. Well, not with the CDC, because now you pay all those three mortgages, or and you can't kick those people out and get people who want to pay and can pay, and you pay that mortgage, or the bank will take it. Or you can sell it to some big corporation like BlackRock or some Asian investors, that's who I see in Houston, mostly winning on all the bids, uh, are Asian investors from China, specifically China, <laughs> and, and some from India every now and then, uh, but specifically from China. And uh, China's communist, so pretty much individuals in China don't get to really own anything if it's a communist system, like it seems like. So it's China-owned, obviously, and uh, that's who will buy it. And all these uh, leaders of yours will uh, put money in REITs and different stuff and benefit from it or take payoffs from the Chinese government. Uh, I guarantee you the IRS won't be auditing their bank accounts. There will be something written in there that says you can audit everyone except a politician. That's always the case. Start looking at those laws, people, and see what the exceptions are. Uh, for most stuff. <laughs> it, it seems to exclude a certain group of people. Uh, no one got arrested for insider trading. Do you remember back when uh, ever, all these fucking people on both sides of the aisle sold their stocks off before uh, the scamdemic robbed you of half your retirement account? Yeah. 
but they knew they had inside information you you would say huh that's illegal if you do that by the way uh the sec will put its boot up your fucking ass like you would not believe but mm, you yeah you'll get that boot them no rules for thee not for me and that's how we like it here that's why i ponder will it collapse Ah, <sighs> you know, it's just so great. Uh, but yeah, they own BlackRock. They own all these REITs. They own all these entities that own uh, that are going to buy these properties from you. They own shares in Wells Fargo, Chase, all that kind of stuff. Warrants in those companies, and uh, that's why there's no mandates from the CDC on mortgage companies eating that bill. Despite the fact that the mortgage companies were the ones that got the bell out. The first time in the housing bubble back in 2008 because they were too big to fail. Well, you know, and they were lining the coffers of politicians, I'm certain. And I can say all this stuff without even looking because I, it's obvious. You know, it's, it, you know, he who has ears, let him hear. Let's just say that. Uh, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> you millennials though if you're listening to this you're not supposed to desire property anyway I mean you're supposed to rent and be happy with it and own nothing I think isn't that one of the titles uh, you will own nothing and be happy happier than ever so yeah in, enjoy that that's what they want from you <laughs> uh, you can uh, live in the metaverse and I'll, I'll do that I'm, some of these things I'll circle back around to when in a couple of days I do this month in uh, retarded AF, but you know we'll we'll touch on some of those more. But that's what they want. You sit on the couch, enjoying the metaverse, taking your government handout, owning jack shit, staying out of the way, while they become even richer. Destroy small businesses, of course. I mean, it seems like that's part of the goal here. That just goes hand in hand. Uh, destroy small landlords, destroy small businesses. This is one of the same. Because uh, big tech will take over. You know, and again, they own all those shares. So don't worry if you're thinking, well, won't the politicians lose it? No, 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 don't worry. They own, they bought Amazon and all those companies really low. Walmart and all that kind of stuff. They're, they're good. Target, they, they own all those shares and uh, get payouts from all those companies. Uh, but, you know, Sue's feed store, ah, it's got to close down. You know, we can't have her competing with Amazon. My God, you know, you imagine her her one hour shipping that she provides is gonna compete with Amazon. But the the funny thing is they'll put all these restrictions. Uh, they did that for a whole year on you motherfuckers, and you let them. And all these people fucking went out of business. All these restaurants that have been around for a long fucking time. They, you know, had dining, nice dine-in restaurants and couldn't cope with, you know, figuring out the, you know. And, and people always say, well, you should have figured out how to, you know, you know, one hour ship to people's door with disinfectant and all this stuff. And, you know, it's like you actually shouldn't because you shouldn't have to expect that, uh... The whole world will change instantly, uh, and, and people will say because of a disease, but I'll say because of government overreach 
in response to this disease, yeah, you, you shouldn't have to go out of business for that. You know, and oh, didn't they, they were giving out, they were caught giving out loans uh, to people uh, of certain races over other races. And it wasn't white people getting the money first. It was actually, uh, if I recall, in in the in this uh, white supremacy country, uh, it was black people getting the money first. Yeah, so very interesting, the narrative that we have. <laughs> yeah, so it's okay. They'll they'll make money. Uh, they'll keep. They own all those stocks. Prices can keep going up. That helps the corporation. Uh, so it doesn't really hurt them. And they have the money to afford it. You don't. You know. Also, you know, gas goes up to $6. They'll make a ton of money. They probably own mineral rights or companies that own mineral rights. And if not, they'll own Tesla and they drive Teslas and they own the Tesla stock. You know, and they won't be paying those gas prices because they have solar panels on their house, which you can't afford. And uh, <laughs> they'll just charge their fucking car with the sun. Isn't that nice? And you can pay $6 for a fucking gallon and suffer. Yeah. Enjoy. They don't care. <laughs> These leaders do do not care whatsoever. In fact, it's your fault for destroying the uh, the earth with your... Uh, climate change, uh, not your non-friendly climate change vehicle. You're aggressively attacking the world with pollutants, trying to get to work and being stuck in rush hour and hating your job and your life. Yeah. (laughs) But they don't realize that getting rid of the middle class, or they do realize getting rid of the middle class will have massive consequences. They do... They do know this much. They know that uh, those middle class people are their threats and ordinary people who have sense still are a big threat to them. And if they didn't if they didn't think that, then the FBI wouldn't spend so much damn effort hunting down uh, people who happen to be near the sacred cathedral. Uh, between the days of uh, the 5th of January and the 7th of January. I'm, I'm trying not to hit the algorithm on this one, <laughs> if you can't tell. I, I've so far succeeded. I, I usually end up fucking this up, but we'll see. We'll see if I'm able to exercise some sort of self-control. I'm trying very hard, people. This isn't easy. But, <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, but they are sort of afraid of you, or they wouldn't be hunting down those people. I mean, and, and just ignoring the BLM people. Uh, they wouldn't be now investigating PTA. I mean, when you think of PTA members, you think of just the rowdiest bunch, the the worst domestic terrorist on planet Earth. I shouldn't have said that word. Uh, but, you know, you, that's what comes to mind. When I think of... Uh, Susan, the homemaker, who uh, is so bored that she joins the PTA, or so concerning of her kids' welfare that she joins the PTA, whichever reason it is, probably a combination of both, uh, 
I definitely think of somebody who is just one day away from an Irish car bomb, and I don't mean the shot, people. Uh, but that's what the FBI would like you to think. But I think the FBI knows these are the people to watch because these families and these patriots and people who actually care about their kids' education are people who will – they have a line in the sand. And you're not supposed to have a line in the sand. You're supposed to just – whatever Big Brother says, you're supposed to go along with it. doesn't matter. Booster shot every week, go get it. Go get it. You're a sheep. Do what we say every time we say it without question. Oh, uh, you know, I'll, I'll go back to when I was telling you I was watching commercials. Uh, you know, don't notice that there's, you know, 9 out of 10 uh, commercials are black, despite their black people only being like 13 to 14% of the population. You know, don't don't notice that. Don't don't think that this uh, diversity thing has gone too far and shoved in your face and uh, is intentionally being blown out of proportion. Don't notice that. If you notice that, you're going to be on the fucking list. We need a list of all those people who uh, will possibly rebel against us because they have a line. See, you're not supposed to have that line. They don't like that. They don't like you having a line. You're you're supposed to just. Sit back, fucking take it. Take it. <laughs> and I don't know about you, I don't want to take it. Uh, I think we should investigate schools and lunatic teachers. That's what I think we should investigate. If, if I was in charge of the FBI, one, I would dismantle it. But if I was in charge of anything that could look into anything, I would investigate teachers. Uh, teachers who, uh, you can look up the stats. I'm, I'll, I'll do an entire podcast about just teachers and if you're a good teacher you can always like i said you can always exclude yourself from this you don't have to include you don't have to lace up the fucking shoe every time i say something about somebody but you know and if you're that type of person i don't see how you've stumbled upon this podcast or stayed a listener whatsoever uh but you know, maybe we should investigate people who tend to, like I said, you can look into the stats in the meantime, uh, you know, molest or rape X amount of students per year. Yeah, that's a, that seems to be, teachers are fucking kids quite often at a pretty high rate. Maybe not at the rate that priests fuck kids. You know, I don't know. We'd, we'd have to compare those numbers. Who is fucking kids more, teachers or priests? I'm actually not sure. I did not pull the data, and I don't have time to do that on this podcast. I'm I I'm I'm already at thirty minutes. I'm not even halfway, guys. So I can't do this for you. I can't do all the work for you. Uh, teachers who have OnlyFans pages, uh, t- the same teachers who uh, constantly are probably TikToking. Uh, I even heard some teachers generate income off of TikTok. I, I don't understand how that's possible. Who would watch? A teacher TikToking is beyond me, or a nurse TikToking, but maybe there's some sort of. I think China's just paying us to be stupid at this point. Like, oh, write him a check. If you're dumb as fuck on TikTok, they're like, that will for sure destroy your nation. We want to promote that person and pay them to ruin the United States. Uh, that's my theory on on TikTok. Uh, <laughs> I'll circle back to TikTok uh, on uh, this month in you know what coming up uh so is it education or is it indoctrination uh does crt 
teach actual his, his, history or fictional history? I mean, it's obvious which one it is because actual history would let you know that uh, pretty much everyone was a slave at some point in time, not just one group of people. You know, what were the Egyptians and who were their slaves? But we should only feel bad for one group of people who were slaves. You know, that's not, it's not logic based. It's not based in reality. Also, I'm going to circle back to this education because I have a point later on. I know I wrote down. So we'll hit education again. Lucky you. But culture, this is the thing. That's why this is not a political podcast. Culture creates uh, politics. Right? Society and culture. That's what this podcast focuses on. Not political stuff. Political stuff, uh, like Andrew Breitbart said, flows downstream of culture. What is our culture? Well, it's anti-individual because either get the jab uh, or do this, uh, get fired. Uh, join this identity group and we'll help you out. Don't join it. Act like an individual and we'll ostracize you and cancel you. Uh, is it, f you know, it's anti-freedom. You know, it's it's not, you don't have freedom to do anything. I'm not going to do it on this one. I will do it next on a message to black people when I get to that. But you, you drop an N-bomb, what are the consequences of that? Do you have freedom? No, you don't have freedom. Look at the coach that said something about some black guy's lips. Uh, you know, he's being canceled. Uh, I can't think of his name, but I have that on my this month in. But you can't say that, but uh, Nick Cannon can think white people are worse than the devil and nothing happens to him. Very anti-freedom, very bias. That's what our culture is showing. Our celebrities are looked up to, but they're lunatics. Uh, Elliot Page. <laughs> and uh, they have a huge microphone, and you're told you're supposed to listen to them. Superman is now gay. In fact, you could argue everything is either becoming black or gay. On uh, Netflix, Hulu, Prime, HBO... I mean, there's uh, black voices, black this, uh, subsects of all these streaming services. Despite the fact that there is BT and channels already devoted for just black people. Uh, they're on all the commercials. Uh, gay everything, for sure. Like, gay... Everything has to go gay. If it's not going to go black or color, uh, by the way, black wins all you other people of color. You're way down the totem pole on black versus black people. So I may do a message to people of color who are not black. That'd be a good one. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll come up with something for that. Uh, but you're not as important as black people. I'm sorry. And uh, gay and lesbian, you're not as important as trans. So there is a hierarchy inside of these weird identity groups. Very, very weird. <laughs> it's International Pronouns Day, and it's not satire. Uh, I, I should play the clip. Yeah, let me, I'm going to stop here, and I'm going to start playing clips for you guys. But let's stop there, for sure. Let's stop there, and I'll play the clip. Gender identity follows the traditional male-female 
step forward on our journey to a more inclusive and welcoming San Diego County. I, along with each member of my team, now have our pronouns included with our biographies on the website at supervisorgamefletcher.com, and our pronouns are also included in our county email signature. So this is the, the hellscape we're in, is where people like this, uh, he's some small town, uh, not small town, but small time pol- political person. I think this is from uh, either San, I think it's San Diego County. Uh, and he's got the BIPOC LGBT flag in the fucking background. And his pronouns, if you could guess, are he, him. In case you were just wondering, and I've said this a million times, uh, you don't use those when somebody's in the room. You just use their name. Uh, But it's International Pronouns Day, so you have to make stupid-ass videos to pander to the uh, 3-5% to of people that fall into this category. Because if you don't pander to this small, vocal minority, violent, I would add, vocal violent minority you know imagine all the consequences then you got people like this hold on fucking this is why I need a producer or something roll the clip yeah my name is David Huggard I'm an unbinding individual I also go by the persona of Eureka O'Hara Anyway, so that's somebody who uh, is in the protest of the David Chappelle Netflix thing. Uh, Dave Chappelle only gets away with that shit because he's black. I don't know if you guessed that. I can circle back around to that later as well. But he gets away with that stuff because he's black. Uh, I could not sit there and tell trans jokes and talk about black people like he talks about white people at all. I I wouldn't even get a shot on Netflix, even if it was the funniest bit you've ever listened to. And I think we all know this. This seems blatantly obvious. But that's, again, this is the world we live in. Well, not the world. We're talking about just the U.S. So let's stick to the U.S. This is the America we live in. It's... uh, But everything is based on rank of identity. Again, Dave Chappelle versus LGBT. But if it was a white man versus LGBT, he would already be for sure canceled. And Netflix is struggling with this because... They're not sure who to listen to. You know, Dave Chappelle has such a big audience. Black people love him. I mean, you remember that hilarious bit Dave Chappelle did where he uh, took a moment of silence for George Floyd for like eight minutes and whatever? Oh, do you remember that? Yeah. He wasn't funny then. He wasn't being a comedian. He was being an activist. So Dave Chappelle's not always funny. Uh, And even he fell for the damn George Floyd thing, which has... uh, you know, and I can I can talk about that all damn day if you haven't realized by this podcast. But uh, George Floyd has changed permanently this country, ruined it. I would argue uh, George Floyd is possibly the catalyst for the destruction 
of this demise, George Floyd and trans people. And it's like a competition between the two. So Netflix is unsure of who to listen to. Do we listen to black people? A very vocal, violent minority? Or the LGBT trans community, which is also very uh, vocal, less violent, but more kind of just endlessly annoying. Uh, Like annoying on a level that you can't even imagine. And who knows what they'll do. They don't even believe in reality. So that's kind of scary. You know, they're... They think that you can just change into whatever you want, like a transformer, when you feel like it. And that's kind of terrifying. So they're unsure. Where do, where do you stand in the hierarchy? <laughs> I mean, yes. It, it would be an easy, again, it would be an easy decision for them to decide if, well, I mean, we have an example. Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin. It was an easy decision to get rid of Owen Benjamin. Owen Benjamin's a white man. Has Owen Benjamin said stuff more offensive than Dave Chappelle? No, not at all. But Owen Benjamin is a white man. So he doesn't have a identity group. He doesn't have a gang in this prison. So he's done. And just chalk that up to another... Well, will this type of shit cause America to collapse? Seems like it's inciting some sort of uh, uh, racial tensions for sure. Because if I can be canceled, but you can't, you know that's that's never a good system when we're stuck on the same island, the same same slave plantation that you were born into, regardless of your race. Because you can't opt to not pay for taxes. Always remember that. Ah, what else? Uh, Pete Booty Judge. Uh, so I remember his name because I, I think of booty, like an ass, and then a judge, somebody who decides if it's good or bad. And that's essentially, if he's gay, he is a judge of asses. So Pete Booty Judge uh, took maternity leave during a supply chain crisis. He's in charge of transportation, which, you know is involved in the supply chain. <laughs> kind of kind of a major uh, factor there. But yeah, uh, he was judging some booties and uh, breastfeeding his adopted child with his uh, gay lover. And just coincidentally, this is around the time the, the supply chain starts to break down. <laughs> so, and inflation and all that. But again... Booty Judge is unaffected by it. He's going to get his government check no matter what. He's going to take your tax money to fund his lifestyle. And his world keeps going on. Sorry yours doesn't. Bigot. Uh, The Pope supports BLM. He uh, likens it to uh, the Good Samaritan. The protest that took uh, place after George Floyd... He said, reminds him of uh, the Good Samaritan story. I was unaware that the Good Samaritan uh, burned down uh, buildings and then took large chunks of the donated money and moved to all-white neighborhoods. But this is, the Pope has a very interesting take on (laughs) either the Good Samaritan or what happened during BLM, 
or the Pope is just fucking a global puppet. I wonder which one the Pope is. And this is why when people are like, well, I think uh, churches and religious leaders can save the country. And I'm going to do a message to Christians, I think, as well. That's going to be another one of my A Message to series. But I, I just don't see it. I mean, Catholicism is probably the biggest, uh, you know, sect of Christianity. And their leader is completely off his rockers and I'm sorry if you're a Catholic if you're Catholic you should just despise that particular leader not your religion and your belief system I'm not asking you to do that because I think there's I've met plenty of great people that are Catholic but again we're not we're talking about as things that are a problem and if the Catholic the head of Catholicism can send that out that's quite an issue and yeah, that does affect the United States. We have a lot of Catholics here. But how many people in general who are religious could you take your beliefs to, if, if, assuming you agree with like half of what I say, and take it to your pastor and they would say, okay, yeah, I can see how that's a problem. Like, you know, 90% of commercials are, are black and uh, it's, they're only 13 to 14% of the population. It's sort of an odd yeah, true, Owen Benjamin was canceled. He's no worse than Dave Chappelle. How many pastors would, I guess, agree or go along with some of these problems? And I'm just giving a couple examples. How many pastors are fighting against CRT? You know, it needs to be over half. Because, unfortunately, we live in a democracy where uh, it's uh, two wolves and a lamb fighting over what's going to, voting over what's going to be for dinner. So we need to make sure that, you know, two out of three are, so to speak, on the side that you want. Because that's the broken system we're in. So, uh, Kamala throws a surprise birthday uh, for herself in which she walks into the room during her surprise party and says, Surprise! Because we've all done that. We've all thrown a surprise party for ourselves and then... Forgot that we're supposed to wait for other people <laughs> to say surprise first. And then even worse, she uploads the video to social media, sharing it with people as if, hey, this is normal. It's I'm telling you, our leaders are, are very similar to, like, aliens that took over. I mean, take Elizabeth Warren. Elizabeth Warren. <laughs> Remember when I said leaders are charlatans or hate citizens? Let's go to charlatans on this. Uh... They're more like aliens that don't... They've never lived a normal life. They're so different from you and I. And I think they actually envy us being able to enjoy the little things because they've never been able to. Like when Elizabeth Warren walks into the room and is like, Hey, I'll, I'll, I'm going to have a, a, a beer. Would you like a beer, honey? Uh, I'll pass on the beer. It just sounded so unnatural. I'm not even going to play the clip for you. I don't, I don't need to play it. And I don't need to play the Kamala. I was going to play the Kamala video. But I'm sure you've seen it by now. Hopefully. You can just Google it. Kamala surprise birthday video. Uh, we now have... Next up on uh, Will the USA Collapse? TikTok. TikTok to me is goes in the case against the United States. Yes, TikTok is everywhere. But what they watch in China is different from what they watch here in the U.S. 
and TikTok's being pushed around. I, I saw during the uh, Astros versus the Atlanta baseball team game uh, several TikTok ads showing people, grown adults, like they sit around and talk about TikToks. You know, oh yeah, did you see it? Yeah, that reveal was so crazy. Yeah, like, uh, you know, I, you know, who would have guessed? You know, she's a great, sh- she's more than a chef. She's like uh, an activist and and motivational and it's like what the fuck ever. No one is watching this Korean. Even if you are, then that's even more proof. If you're watching the Korean vegan videos, you know that that only goes for my case that I'm trying to make here. I mean that that alone. It's just all these things, and and if you think that this being shoved down your throat is not going to be a main contributor to the demise, I think you're completely wrong. You're looking at this from the wrong angle. So TikTok, which is retarded as fuck, uh, when I googled this, how many TikTok users, I was able to get 69% of the U.S. teens were users as of fall of 2020. Now, I don't remember seeing TikTok ads in the fall of 2020. Now I'm seeing ads, so I'm sure this number is much higher. I would guess in the 80%. That, that would be my guess. 80% of teens have TikTok or watch TikTok. Now, the number of adult viewers is probably more disturbing. Because the content to me, the mainstream content, that doesn't mean you can't make a good TikTok. doesn't mean you couldn't make a comedy skit that is uh, conservative or something like that. It doesn't mean that's not possible and that there's not good videos out there. It just means most, to me, are not. And how did I come to this determination? Well, (laughs) glad you asked. I also Googled the top viewed and liked TikToks of all time. Let's see. Uh, number one goes to a Harry Potter illusion by Zach King. I don't know any of these people. James Charles's Christmas Wonderland transition. James Charles is the, I believe, tranny. So 1.7 billion views. 1.7 billion views. I don't know if you added up all the view counts of somebody like Jordan Peterson that they would get amount to 1.7 billion. All the Daily Wire content, all the all the stuff you love that you're like, oh, it's gonna all the Stephen Crow would it come to 1.7 billion? I'm not sure actually. But that's who is influential. Another Zach King illusion. Another Zach King illusion. I can't imagine these illusions are very good. Uh, so, uh, let's see. Then we get to, and I've mentioned this person before. This is astonishing. So Zach King's at least doing some sort of editing where he pops into existence as Harry Potter and he wasn't there. And you're like, whoa, I didn't expect him to float or whatever the fuck, right? I don't know. That's what it sounds like. Bella Porch's M to the B video, 610 million views, and is TikTok's most liked 
video ever with 47 million likes as of whenever this article is written. <laughs> so it's number six, despite the fact that it was posted in August 2020 and features somebody bopping their head to the viral Millie B track. And it says, not bad at all. Yeah. So the most liked video is a woman just enjoying a song by moving her head. Bella Porch, who is mentally retarded, in case you were curious, but now gets to be a millionaire in a society that promotes retardation and people who have no talent and are not interesting and can only bop their head to music. If that's not your sign, and that's what your kids are being influenced by. So I think, I think TikTok makes this very, very compelling case. Its existence and what is being promoted and watched makes a very strong case here. I, I think it, you cannot, I cannot under, I cannot overstate that. But let's move on. So, back to uh, vax mandates and shit like that. Um, over 30,000, 38,000 cross-border truckers will soon immediately resign or quit or be fired. They're going to exit either way, right? They're not going to be there over these max vax mandates. Trucks are 70% of the 650 billion uh, trading between the USA and Canada. But they're, they're out the door. Bye. We don't care. Because soon we're hoping we'll have self-driving cars and we don't have to pay you guys anyway. That's essentially their mindset. And it won't affect them. Don't worry. Like I said. Ah... <laughs> uh, so fentanyl is killing the fuck out of USA citizens. Uh, but do we care? No. Uh, we are trying to aim for open borders. Uh, <laughs> uh, ODs are at a record high. I'm not even gonna. I'm not gonna provide you the numbers. This isn't a news station. I'm just gonna. You can go and you can verify this. Um, I think or ODs are at the second highest. They're high as fuck. But let's let me play a clip by Chris. I think Magnus or yeah, Magnus. He's the new guy in charge of the border. Let's listen to him, shall we? So he's asked, "Is there a crisis at the border?" Yes or no. Yes, I take what's happening at the border and the amount of work that I want to put in to address it. You 
No, he's not. He's he's not putting any seriousness into the crisis at the border whatsoever. And he sounds and looks weak and gay as fuck. Just just look at it. Type in Chris Magnus uh, is the border crisis and watch that. <laughs> but let's focus again always on the Modelo bug. And you, like I said, open border, it, having an open border and allowing a lot of people and shit through the border obviously is bad for the Modelo bug, which means they don't even take that serious. And to make matters worse about this immigration stuff, uh, it, it's actually worse. <laughs> Believe it or not. Uh, this is this is hard for me to imagine is real, but I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal, WSJ.com. This is not a parody. USA in talks to pay US in in talks to pay hundreds of millions to families separated at the border. Government is considering payments of seven hundred fifty thousand per person affected by Trump's administration's zero tolerance policy in twenty eighteen. Yeah. Oh my God. Um, so we're thinking of paying. <laughs> the U.S. Departments of Justice, Homeland Security, and Health and Services are considering payments that could amount close to actually one million per family, though the final numbers could shift. The people familiar with the matter said most of the families that crossed the border illegally from Mexico to seek asylum to the U.S. Included one parent and one child, the people said. Many families would likely get smaller payouts depending on their circumstances, the people said. The American, the ACLU, which represents families in one lawsuit, has identified about 5,500 5, children separated at the border through the course of the Trump administration. Wow. Uh, about 940 claims have been filed by. The total payout could be $1 billion or more. Wow. So somebody broke the law and they're going to get paid uh, for breaking the law. Imagine that. Why wouldn't you sneak into the fucking country at this point? You'd have to be a dumb fucking uh, a stupid shit. And it just keeps going. Like, one lawsuit is seeking $3.4 million per family. The ACLU, which won't represent you, by the way. It wouldn't represent me if their life depended on it. If my civil liberties were shit on, they're not going to represent me. At all. Whatsoever. Zero chance of it occurring. But, they will represent non-citizens. And the government will pay non-citizens because they hate citizens I, 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 I'm just blown away so everyone should stop paying taxes for sure if you're paying taxes at this point um, you're a fucking idiot I, I really mean that Like you sh everyone should start uh, dodging taxes 100% because uh, <laughs> you're sitting here busting your ass and they're going to take your money and give it to criminals. And it's not just criminal immigrants. 
I, I have more. Uh, multiple stories I can tell you. Uh, New York City launching program to pay young criminal offenders 1K per month. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, to fight the rising murder rate, more cities find mentor and pay likely shooters. This is four days ago. Advanced Peace Fresno. Let me read this full article. Advanced Peace Fresno attempts to steer gang members who commit the most shootings away from crime, but opponents say stipend send the wrong message. Huh. You think? Yeah, I think so, maybe. Uh, this is a Wall Street Journal, by the way. Fresno, California, earliest year, 17-year-old Derek Hill, Deverick Hill, I'm sorry, was arrested on suspicion of firing multiple... multiple firearms out of the car uh, in a conflict between gang members. He was recruited to a program that provides mentoring, job training, stipend, up to 1K per month in exchange for meeting goals that steer them away from violence, like completing classes or getting a job. Advanced Peace Fresno is trying to reverse a rising murder rate by offering fellowships to people identified to be most likely involved in shootings. Nationwide, homicides rose nearly 30% in 2020 by the, I'm, according to the FBI data. In, Oak, in Oakland, California, criminologists found a 2019 report that half, that one half of 1% of the city's population was responsible for the majority of the shootings. And I wonder what the race is of those half of 1% of people. Uh... Yeah, at this point, you should sneak into the country um, with a kid, intentionally get separated, uh, get your million bucks, and then shoot somebody, and then you can get a thousand a month on top of that. It's perfect. It's perfect. Way to go. But no, I mean, the, the U.S. definitely can bounce back from this somehow. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah, and to top it all off, I mean... Let's uh, let's look at the fucking numbers here uh, of jobs and unemployment. At least, this is according to CNBC, and I try to use uh, leftists and regular mainstream sources so everyone can see, uh, you know, there's not a bias here. You know, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not giving you Infowars.com sources here, people. I'm giving you your fucking stupid sources. At least one in four people quit their job this year and the share could grow before the end of 2021 according to the data from people analytics firm vizier cnbc right there a record-breaking 4.3 million americans quit their jobs in august across an array of industries according to a report released tuesday by the bureau of labor statistics that's time that posted that. Meanwhile, 7.7 million people who remain unemployed aren't, for the most part, jumping at the roughly 10.4 million job openings, leaving businesses, business after business, help wanted placards in their windows. Time again. In March, 800 nurses at St. Vincent Hospital. Where is this at? Oh, shit. Hold on. I changed it. Sorry. 
Yeah. In March, 800 nurses at the St. Vincent Hospital in Massachusetts went on strike. In April, 1,100 coal miners in Alabama went on strike. Both of those groups are still on strike. Huh. So we... We just don't really care. Uh, and, and if you want to guess, some of these are for pay, but some of these are for, you know, the jab, jab-related, I'm certain. In July, Frito-Lay factory workers went on strike. They were fallen August by their union siblings at Nabisco factories, and then this month by those who work at the Kellogg's factories. That's by Hamilton, Nolan... America's strike wave is rare and beautiful. Sight to behold, source the Guardian. So, there we are. Lots of different sources here. Uh, wages aren't keeping up with surging prices. Low-wage jobs often lack opportunities uh, for career growth. A cl- crumbling childcare industry is driving daycare costs, making work unaffordable. What else do we have? Let's see here. Uh, Lots of different sources here. Pretty crazy. Let's see. Those who have remained in jobs face increasing responsibility and grueling work conditions. Punctuated by fears of the next, you know what, variant. And there's just plain old pandemic feed fatigue, says time. Huh. Very interesting. Very interesting. Because uh, also, here's another thing to, to behold, I would say. And this is my thought on the matter is uh, what about forcing the people who are wanting to work, did work, again, out of positions simply because they're not willing to comply with uh, standards on their body that they don't want? How about that? Is that something we can... Maybe say, wait a second, we got all this low, you know, these these jobs. We're, we're, we're needing people to work, but at the same time, uh, <laughs> let's make it more difficult on the people who are working. And let's make them f- faced with a binary decision. That's it. That seems like a bad idea to me. It seems like an awful decision. But I'm I'm not in charge of that. So it, it's just let's move on. It just this is all stuff that government and our, our charlatan leaders and uh, big tech businesses just just don't give a fuck. They just don't care. They just don't care, and, and they'll they'll give immigrants more money uh, for breaking the law, lots more money for breaking the law than uh, you'd ever get as a cop dying on the force, right? 
way more. Uh, way more than you would get for a military uh, person dying overseas in war. The payouts are greater. The payouts are greater uh, for criminals who do drive-bys. Hey, don't do any more drive-bys. We'll pay you to not do those drive-bys. Okay, uh, I'll stop. How much? Thousand? Uh, we might need to rene renegotiate that. I kind of need $1,500. It's all correlated somehow. You'll see. But, again, no one cares. People, people are going to, and this is why the FBI is going after the middle class and white P PTA people, because they know people are about to break. People are about to break, and we do have an impending civil war. Let's move on to the next subject, though. I, 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 I'll, I'll do closing arguments at the end. Let me hold off. So I'm going to give a hopeful stance here. Uh, this is a group of, it looks like, black fathers who are volunteering at the school called Dads on Duty at a bad school, right? And uh, it's not a good school, mind you. And they are making it better 100% because they can do something teachers won't do. Yeah, so they'll do something, uh, for some reason, teachers can't do. And uh, I'm not sure why teachers can't mentor kids and break up fights and I, I don't know why I mean it seems like they get paid pretty well for getting the whole fucking summer off to talk about teachers again but uh, let's go to the clip let me roll the clip here we got clips here you don't get to see them but I have clips you're welcome no majors in criminal justice your qualifications are we decided they're dads that's the qualification. So Michael Lafitte started Dads on Duty. A group of about 40 Southwood dads who now hang out at the school in shifts. Today, any negative energy that enters the building has to run a gauntlet of good parenting. You move the fans, I like that I mainly felt a form of safety. When we stopped fighting, people started going to class. How could that be? So So they're, the kids are saying, I feel safer. And it, it's like maybe, it looks like five to to ten dads on duty at the school at the middle. Just hanging out with a shirt that says dads on duty in the hallways. Five to ten dads at a, a shitty fucking school can make the school fucking better. I know I'm supposed to look at this as a positive light, and I do look at it as a positive light. I like that people are being more community-driven and uniting, and uh, this is definitely a, a clip worth watching, by the way, because it, it does have uplifting things, but that's not why you come to this podcast, I assume. This is not an uplifting podcast. You know, there's plenty of places you can go for positive energy and shit. This is... Uh, I guess more of a realistic nor take on it. Uh, why can't the people being paid to be at the fucking school, paid well, getting summers off, why can't they do what five to ten dads are able to accomplish? 
that that's all I don't understand is is how are how are the dads able to do something, and and even says in the qualification criminal justice teaching, not nah, we're just dads. That's it, and the kids feel safer. There's less fighting. There's a look that they give. Let's listen on. Yes. It's really beautiful, to be honest. Wow. Indefinitely. That's true. Stumbled onto something. Did they stumble onto something? What, that kids need a father figure? And that if you actually, you know, instead of just collecting a paycheck give a fuck about kids genuinely uh, their behavior and attitudes can change yeah yeah. I think they stumbled onto something that seems like a universal truth uh, it seems like a basic it seems like saying you know since when did you f- figure out that uh, the sky is blue you know or the grass is green it's like um, it, it always has been it always has been the problem is, to me, when I look at it, is that they shouldn't have to do it. It's fine to do it like an after-school program or something, but in the school where people are being paid, there's coaches, teachers, all kinds of support staff, but five dads, it looks like at a time on the shift, it's five dads. Five dads can transform a shitty fucking school better than... Any people with masters in psychology and social work and uh, the student body counselor uh, positions and principal, assistant principals, all this bullshit, masters, doctorate in education. Dr. Winslow, the new school superintendent, can't solve this problem, but five dads can. It's actually... Un- I didn't know I was going to go fucking black pill on that shit, but it's like, that's actually depressing to me for the public schools. Public schools are this fucking shitty. The teachers are that fucking shitty. They're just some random ass dads can end the fights and make it better. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? Pay these motherfuckers, actually. Can we pay them? Can we pay five dads in every fucking public school? That's what the, maybe that is the solution um, pay five dads that give a fuck and kids go to the school to fucking stand up there. How about that? You want to talk about using some of the stimulus, some of this debt, this, this uh, endless debt that we're able to just write off into the sunset, this tax, wasted tax money? Fuck the IRS audits and all that. How about make the public school system better? Five random dads on duty at every fucking shitty fucking school, and even the good schools that we think are good, because there's really no good public schools, in my opinion. Yeah. 
<sighs> Let's move on. Sorry, that's a hard one to move off of for me. Uh, I, I grew up without a father, and, uh, you know, every now and then you'd have a good, like, coach that you would get for, like, a year or something, and it would it would touch you, and then you'd move on, and and you'd just be, like, just thrown to the wolves, you know? So, yeah, good for them, actually. Good for them, but fuck the public schools on this. Uh, this. <laughs> uh, by the way, this is another point, and you can try to disagree with this point, but good luck. Uh, the United States of America is a theocracy, whether you think so or not. But God is not the Christian God. It's not Jesus that is at the helm. But it is a leftist uh, idolatry. Uh, let's go through the list. The LGBT flag, uh, the BIPOC flag, a BIPOC, BIPOC in general, uh, pussy hats and feminism, dogs, yeah, dogs and dog friendliness, uh, George Floyd statues, mask. These are all religious symbols. They're religious idols. How do you know that they're religious? Well, the people are, they behave religious about them. I mean, if you were to go out in public and burn the made-up LGBT flag, uh, people would try to file, try to find some way to file hate crime charges against you. But then you could go out and burn a Bible and be congratulated. You could burn the American flag and be applauded. But if you burn that fucking BIPOC LGBT flag down, oh no. You could build an effigy of George Floyd, like a doll, and go kneel on it in public. And people would try to run your life and kill you. That's very religious when you think of it. People would, you could argue, try to make a crusade against your life. Very religious. Antifa, very religious. Uh, these losers that follow people like uh, Fash Gordon and, and shit on Twitter that try to dox people. Very religious. I remember when they were doxing me. They're like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm right now at work we're not doing anything. I'll take the day out and try to look into this guy. Why? I have like maybe 500 followers max on social media <laughs> for what oh it's religious you're you're i've committed some sort of in your mind i'm a heretic i'm you know i've committed apostasy of your religion and that's how they view it 100% they can't help it so, yes, uh, very religious. Very religious people. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's think about it. History is going to be destroyed and rewritten. I mean, we already have Alexander, Alexander Hamilton, right? In the play Hamilton, is black. Um, and whether that's meant to be some sort of... I haven't even watched that, and I'll never watch it, to be honest. It looks like trash. And I hate musicals already. Um, I like the concept of Sweeney Todd, and I can't even make it through Sweeney Todd. Like, the story of Sweeney Todd 
sounds great, but I can't watch a musical. And I remember putting it on thinking, oh, this uh, uh, demon barber of Fleet Street, you know, that slits people's throats and they make pies of them, you know, afterwards or something. So I watched the actual, the old British version and it was really good. It's not a musical. Uh, there is a old, if you, if you like that story and it was really good, not in a musical context whatsoever. It was, it was really good in the context it was in, uh, without needing to sing and dance and do stupid gay shit. And, and I mean gay in the like, uh, 1940s version of gay. It's very gay, you know, and the nineties gay, both, both gays, right? They're having a gay old time. Uh, but think about it. Someday maybe people will give enough time, like 50 years from now, you could lie to people and tell people Alexander Hamilton was black. And just play that. And they, I, I really think people wouldn't be none the wiser. And if you look at this report that comes out that uh, describes uh, what 18-year-olds don't know, that the average 18-year-old freshman in college doesn't know at all. And one of the things that came out, I think, like three or four years ago, was that they didn't know that payphones existed. Like, nine out of ten 18-year-olds didn't even know that payphones were a thing. They just imagined there was just always cell phones. And I, I assume that's because people don't even watch old movies or old-fashioned stuff. Like, I know a lot about old-fashioned time. That's how I know this country is going to hell. Because I can watch the fucking Twilight Zone and see that, uh, you know, the time period then looks way better than now. It's very obvious. Or you can watch any old movie. You can watch uh, Rear Window with James Stewart, Grace Kelly, and you're like, wow, I wish I would have loved to live back then instead of in this hellhole. Uh, but George Floyd statues are replacing Robert E. Lee, uh, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, George Floyd, who did nothing except be a criminal. And because he's black, I assume he tried to rap because it says rapper on pretty much any black person. It, it, like when they die, it's like if it was if you if there's nothing else to say about you, you're like a rapper. He's a rapper. Or some sort of athlete that is unknown. George Floyd was an athlete playing at the YMCA, his local YMCA. Um, <laughs> think about all the accomplishments. Whether you think Robert E. Lee is a good person or not, they're going to melt that Robert E. Lee down. Remember when they said they were going to put him in a museum and shit? Uh, they're trying to melt it down, by the way. Uh, you remember when people tried that whole unite the right thing and... Uh, and said they were going to do that, and everyone said, they're hyperbolic, we're never going to get rid of all the statues and melt them down. Huh, seems like they were correct. Yeah. So, just imagine, I and I'm not going to do this, I'm not going to sit here and waste, because we're, we're are over. I was going to list all Robert E. Lee's accomplishments, um, but they're vast and many. Um, George Washington, vast and many heroic you know whether you like them or not whether you think they're good people based on today's time period or not uh, they're still they accomplished much and in many cases you could argue you know 
for sure for George Washington. Maybe if he did not exist, I wouldn't be speaking and you wouldn't be here. The whole thing would have collapsed. And people would still be running around in panties and spears uh, praying to the river god. We, we don't know. Or we'd all be English. Which I think that's worse. Uh, <laughs> to be fair. Um, but yeah, I mean... And they're expunging now uh, George Floyd's record, his criminal record, uh, in one area. It's, it's being, uh, you can look that up too. Uh, George Floyd's criminal record is being expunged. I'm going to start skipping the news articles of this stuff because I, I realize, like, time wise, it's just too much. But you can just type in uh, George Floyd uh, record expunged, and it, it comes up easy in Google um, if, you, if you care to read that. But yeah, but that's rewriting history. Like, oh, at some point, me saying he was—he's a criminal, a lifetime criminal, and was a shitty person. They'll be like, no, he has no criminal record. What are you talking about, Fox? Rewriting history. <sighs> you know, and then you know, as I'm watching the Astros and the Atlanta baseball team play, it's uh. Several interesting things besides the commercials and 90% of them being black um, and weird erectile dysfunction commercials while kids are supposed to be watching the game with their parents and stuff during America's pastime. Uh, <laughs> TikTok being advertised on the mound digitally because uh, that definitely benefits kids, huh? Watching Bella Porch uh, dance oddly to stupid fucking rap songs. She has more hits on her moving her head to the rap song than the rap song. Yeah, that helps kids, huh? Uh, I can't help but to notice, like, half of the players are not even American. Seriously, like, they're literally not American. And I don't mean, like... I mean, they're not even English speaker speakers. They're non-English speaking non-citizens they, they don't speak English and they're not citizens but they play for American teams which is something I imagine you don't see in China China's like we'll lose in the Olympics but we'll lose as Chinese people and we seem to have this mindset that well we want to win so bad we don't care if the whole team is not even American and I think that's the same for a lot of employers and uh, obviously our government who's willing to pay non-English speakers uh, to literally uh, come here illegally. So seems like seems like everyone's just on board with hating the citizens of this country unanimously. But who's rooting for them? American citizens. That's... <laughs> You have to admit that's uh, it's pretty odd, pretty peculiar, that American citizens would sit there and and root against themselves. But this is very telling of the American spirit, and and specifically white people. They will root for their own demise and replacement. I I don't know if it's their hearts that good or they're just stupid. 
And you can go back and watch a message to white people. I've already done this, so I'm not going to do it again. But on a side note, if you're an Atlanta Braves fan, you, I, this is specifically to you. Y'all may not understand this, but you need to look up gallery furniture. And my Houston people are going to get this. Uh, Houston people, uh, we need the Astros to win, not because we really care if they win. Obviously, I'm not speaking for all of Houston. I'm speaking for to everyone who went to gallery furniture and racked up a whole bunch of furniture that they can't afford and are putting it all on the Astros. If, if the Astros lose, these people are going to have to pay for their fucking furniture, Atlanta people. Do y'all have a furniture company that endlessly bets? Do y'all have some... I love Mattress Mac, but that is just betting that people will get a whole bunch of free furniture if the Astros... He wants Astros to win so bad he'll give free furniture to all of Houston so long as the Astros win. If y'all don't have a madman like this, uh, let us just make it. Can y'all throw the fucking game... Throw the game, make a bet, you know, make some money, and just throw the game and let Houston make it on the furniture, guys. Uh, this same mattress guy is always, like, housing Louisiana people every time Louisiana floods, which is, you know, like every fucking year. And then they go stay at Gallery Furniture on the mattresses, and then he gives them all fucking away. Anyway, let me move on. No one cares about that. Let Houston have mattresses and furniture, okay, guys? That's all. It's just a fucking game. You win next year. He might not even make the bet the next year, but he made the bet this year. Millions of people are counting on it. <laughs> Let me move on. I just had I just had to break up things on a lighter note for my H-town people. And uh moving along, I've done this before, so I'm not going to I'm not going to go into detail on all this too much. But I'll just keep it brief here. Uh, we value dogs more than people and kids. Uh, you know, and I have so many podcasts now about dogs and our dog-loving society. People take dogs everywhere. Uh, but I'm not going to get into all that. You know, you know where the puppy shelter is, but not the fucking um, orphanage or how to even adopt a fucking kid. But you can get a puppy. People will celebrate you for it, of course, because a puppy is worth more. And you know how I know a puppy is worth more? Because Fauci, uh, somehow uh, with the experiments, is semi-related to killing about 40 of them. 40, 4-0, in case you were wondering. Not like a, definitely not more than Thailand probably kills on uh, one lunch uh, <laughs> at the restaurants nearby. So, uh, it, on on one afternoon of of fucking lunches, uh, Thailand is killing way more puppies. But you know, let's not get into that. <laughs> but he he kills forty puppies or whatever. Maybe it's really bad. I haven't looked into this shit at all. I just know all you people now suddenly want to dethrone Fauci because of that. But he could do endless experiments on humans and possibly be responsible. Uh, for all this Modelo uh, Mexican beer bug uh, BS. And that's human lives. But you're like, I don't know, let's let him make it. But then you hear puppies and you're like, get that motherfucker out of here. Oh my gosh. So that that's another. 
I just got to stab you on that one. But I'm not going to get into the rest of it. I could, as we know, talk about dogs and this country, well, probably indefinitely. Tell tell my face turned blue. <laughs> uh, but dogs can go to the bar. I'll just say this last part. Yeah, don't you think it's subjecting people to uh, madness when a dog can go to a bar and I'm watching the game and it'd be like, rah, rah, and I'm supposed to like it. The person looks at me like, I had I had a guy, this is a true story. He looks at me and says, as it's off the leash and barking like a fucking madman, he looks at me and says, it's his birthday. He can do whatever he wants. That's what he said. I'm thinking, well, let's hope there's no um, <laughs> Asian restaurant owners here whose birthday it is. Because uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him lift this son of a bitch, this big fucking dog, into their van in the back. Don't worry. <sighs> you know, I, I just... Dog friendly. And so you get subjected to this. But they're not well friendly. You know, I can't bring a an orca or a sperm well to uh, this place. It is, they're not welcome. You know, none, that's not welcome. Just dogs. That's such the bigotry. You know, everyone talks about not being a bigot in diversity, but it's just dogs. Just dog friendly. You never hear about sperm well friendly. It's ridiculous. <sighs> you know, what is a dog good for? If it's not a cattle dog, it's good. I know they're really good at getting, like, if you have peanut butter on your dick, they're good at getting that. I, I You know, they're good at getting rid of that shit off your dick. But I, I got to give it to black people. So far, black people, y'all aren't doing this bullshit with the dogs. Y'all aren't on that shit. Y you won't go to a soul food restaurant and it be fucking dog friendly. You won't go to a jazz club. And it be dog friendly. So far I've not seen any of that. Knock on wood. But black people aren't on that bullshit yet. Y'all still have. Oh, Little Nas. Is it Little Nas X? I don't know why I want to put an X it is in. Uh, now paired up with. Elton John. I think. This is the most convincing argument. Our country is over. Elton John. Little Nas X. Doing commercials, I, I, I gotta be honest, people, it's the canary in the coal mine for me for, this is why I'm leaning towards, yes, the country is over, because how, how do you come back from that? It's him, they're writing mechanical, I don't know, just, just look it up, just look up Little Nas X, uh, or Little Nas Elton John commercial, and to me, there you are, if you want that's the most convincing argument I can give you that the country is is done. It's the it's the canary in the coal mine, for me. <laughs> I think it's the worst. Uh, but used used cars aren't depreciating anymore, so there we go. Uh, you at least have that. Your used car will not depreciate, so long as you don't need a new car. Then uh, <laughs> then it's good. You're uh. Your geo will continue to rise in value, and you can think that's a good thing. 
Oh, my God. But we all agree the media is lying, which is awesome. But the media is still obsessed with Trump, despite the fact that Trump only shows up to baseball games and uh, is somewhat associated with the DWAC uh, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, Truth Media. And congrats to all the people who bought that shit around $10 because uh, y'all are banking in the dough when you wrote it all the way up to 175 I hope you fucking sold there and just made a fucking killing. Because, uh, you know, leftists probably bought around 100 So I hope you dumped those shares on their ass. 100%. But let, let's, let, me, let me play some more clips. <laughs> Here's a funny... Uh, I like these kind of stories. Because not only did teachers get caught with uh, OnlyFans, but... Uh, Florida mom sues school district after she said she was banned from volunteering uh, due to having her due to ha- them them finding out she has an OnlyFans page. Well, yeah, that's uh, that's something you should probably not be allowed uh, to be in the school if you decided to take that route. I mean, that seems pretty obvious. <laughs> oh my God. And uh, CRT and CRT news. I'm just going to go through news articles here. Uh, we're going to go on a lightning round and then clips, maybe. Walmart stands by CRT training as thought-provoking and instructive. <laughs> and this is good for whoever the civil rights leader is. I'm sure he's black because uh, I don't think you can have a civil rights leader that is not black. Uh, he compares the training to blackface, and he's he would be correct. Um, in fact, it's worse than blackface because blackface can be fucking hilarious. Uh, just watch Tropic Thunder. Uh, Walmart stands by it, uh, says, uh, internal race conditioning that Americans today are inheriting a racist legacy that ideas such as perfectionism, worship of the written word, individualism, and objectivity are aspects of white supremacy culture. That promote white supremacy thinking. Let's go through that again. These are things that are white, according to CRT. CRT is so stupid. And everyone who is a proponent of it, Ibram Kennedy or whatever this motherfucker, Ibram X Kennedy or however you say this motherfucker's name, all these people, Robin D'Angelo, all these race hustlers are fucking so stupid that they're saying that being a perfectionist, seeking to do the best you can do, that's white. Worship of the written word. That's white. So reading books, enjoying books, enjoying writing is white. Individualism is white. And objectivity, being unbiased and rational towards information and ideas, those are white. So Black people, let me let me word this the way they're saying it. Black people are not perfectionists, do not like books and writing, are collectivists and sheep, and are subjective and lacking rationality. That's according to CRT. A civil rights veteran and shareholder responded to the training with alarm, condemning it as racist propaganda and an insult comparable to the worst blackface act. Yeah, it's... 
Walmart began offering the Racial Equity Institute training sessions in 2018 for corporate leaders. So this has been going on a while. It's just finally leaked down to the smaller employees. Another article is titled, Walmart versus Whiteness. Because those things are white. Having a society and rationality and all that. That's what they're saying. The program is based on the core principles of CRT, including intersectionality, internalized racial oppression, internalized racial inferiority, and white anti-racist development. Walmart's trained more than a thousand employees, made the programming mandatory for executives, and recommended for hourly wage workers in Walmart stores. My gosh. They, th When asked about it, Walmart says... Uh, they found these sessions to be thought-provoking and instructive. The program begins with the claim that the, white, the United States is a white supremacy system designed by white Europeans, which was pretty much the entire population in uh, early 1900s, by the way. So that could be true. It was designed by and for white Europeans because it was a white European nation. It's like... Japan being designed for Japanese people. Mm, yeah, probably. Uh, for the purpose of assigning and maintaining white skin access to power and privilege. Well, we know this isn't true. And you know how we know this isn't true? Because you can say that. See, in a white supremacist country, you wouldn't be able to say, let me find the clip here, stuff like this. So uh, that's a lecture being given to a whole bunch of people. Um, <laughs> just crazy to me. Uh, from Audible, learn from the past. Uh, and it loads instantly uh, one of the first results. Incidents in a Life of a Slave Girl written by herself. The Black History of the White House. This is what it loads as recommended. Works about anti-racism. We've got answers by Charlemagne the God. Charlemagne the God. T-H-A. I'm sure that's just fucking great. I mean, like, it's it's probably up there with the Master and the Margarita and uh, the Brothers Karamazov and, and all those great works. <laughs> C.S. Lewis. Uh, screw tape letters. I'm sure it's it's just fucking phenomenal. Um, I, the bias diagnosis by Evan Black Beck Beckley. I almost said Blackley. <laughs> Black Gold, uh, women who made history. Black Gold by Teresa Edwards. Uh, 
Billy Was a Black Woman by Rebecca Carroll. <laughs> the Brontes Romantic Passion and Social Justice. This is Women Who Made History. No Meat, No Problem. A Carnivore's Crisis. Protest Kitchen. These. This is what is recommended. Uh, reading and podcast on Audible. So no agenda there, for sure. No bias we're dealing with at all, huh? Uh, let me let me play another clip in, in case you're not convinced that we're not in a white supremacist country. Let's just go through that. Oh, forgot to mention before I go to this next clip. Uh, the Department of State actually uh, tweeted out, Today on International Pronouns Day, we share why many people list pronouns on their email and social media profiles. Read more here on at America go.usa.gov forward slash xmzhx so that's the department of state you know the, the organization is supposed to keep you safe and well you know they seem to have her the, oh, I said her <laughs> her priorities their priorities or uh, they them priorities <laughs> or zzer priorities they seem to have zer priorities straight don't they let me play this clip from, uh, I think it's a professor or somebody speaking with a college again. And on a side note, sometimes the reason it takes me a second to find the clip is if I don't save it or videotape it onto my phone, uh, trying to find it again on Google is impossible. Then I have to go on DuckDuckGo to even have a shot at finding it. And I don't have a producer. So, again, uh, <laughs> if you want to be a producer for the show and make videos, fox at foxmckenna.com. Uh, but, I, I mean, I, Rutgers professor, here we are. I found my notes here. Rutgers professor, white people are committed to being villains. we got to take these MFers out. So, this is a Rutgers professor speaking to The Root, which is a, a very racist black publication. But let me find the clip. This is going to be difficult. So th I, f I was able to find it uh, at MRCTV uh, to give them a shout out. Uh, they probably post a lot of stuff like this, um, which is definitely probably worth a follow. If you still have a Twitter account, maybe they're going to be on some other sites. Uh, again, uh, I read the title exactly to you. The Professor Spewed Hatred on a YouTube video with at the root. Um... So let's let's listen to this. Is a professor at Rutgers openly saying this in a white supremacist country? And just imagine if this person was white saying this about black people. This this is my definitive proof that you live in clown world. I think that white people are committed to being villains in the aggregate, right? The real sort of issue here, and I, you know, I've heard people sort of say it is one. I think that white people viscerally fear. It's not that white people don't know, right, what they have done. They know. They fear that there is no other way to be human but the way in which they are human, which is to... So, you know, like, you talk to white people, and whenever you, you really want to have a reckoning about it, they say stuff like, you know, it's just human nature. If y'all had all of this power, you would have done the same thing, right? And it's like, no, that's what white humans did. White human beings thought there's a world here and we own it. Prior to them, 
Black and brown people have been sailing across oceans, interacting with each other for centuries without total subjugation, domination, and colonialism. I have uh, I don't know that that's true. Um, for sure, I mean, I don't know that. When did they get the written word in Africa to be specific? And when when did the boat arrive there? And I don't mean boats from other countries uh, taking their slaves that the Africans were willing to trade for rum and spices uh, very cheaply for human beings that they would have just murdered anyway. Uh, but I don't think that's true at all. But it just let's continue. I have seen uh, what a what a show this iteration of treatment of, of other human beings means and that my hope is that we would do it differently you know in the moments when we have some power we will not do it perfectly but i do think that all of us can sort of agree that a politics that says like there are superior and inferior human beings just isn't the way to go and that's the thing that white people don't trust us to do because they are so corrupt. You know, they're thinking. <laughs> that's because the second black people get power, uh, they do stuff like this. They talk this way. If, if, if this is true, let's assume it's true. White people are distrusting of black people being in power. Well, it's because let's look at Maxine Waters. Let's look at, uh, you know, Sheila Jackson, let's look at the DAs who are black and just dismissing criminals altogether, um, letting them back out on the streets after they commit a crime, uh, bonding, getting bonded out. Like that kid that shot up the school literally was bonded out the next, the same day uh, after he shot it up here in Texas because uh, he, you know, I, I don't think a white kid would have got been allowed to be released after shooting up a school the same day. So the, the, what I'm trying to say is there's evidence to believe that black people, once they get power, uh, how many white employees are there at BET? I understand it's made for black people, like black entertainment television, but how many white employees are there? There, Can you even get that data? Has anyone even tried to release it or tried to get it? So it seems like once black people, um, and, and I, just empirically on my own, when I see a black business owned by a black business or any of the businesses say, oh, this is a black owned company, the staff is a hundred percent black. So it seems like this is, this tribalism is very, you know, it, it seems to be cause for concern. Their thinking is so morally and spiritually bankrupt about power that they can't let, you know, they fear viscerally, existentially letting go of power because they cannot imagine that there is another way to be. It is either that you dominate or you are dominated. And isn't it sad that that, that is spiritually who they are and that they can't imagine a sort of more expansive notion of the world? The thing I want to say to you is we got to take... You mean like cities being burned down? Like... Isn't that a form of domination? And we'll we'll keep burning them down until we get the exact verdict that we want. Isn't that a form of domination? Isn't that a form of abuse? The abuse of power that you're talking about, that white people do, isn't that the exact abuse, abuse of power we're seeing? Isn't that the exact fucking literal? You could not be more literal 
we'll burn this motherfucker down. We'll burn all this this your city down. We'll burn the police stations down unless you convict this person. Unless you release this person. One of our people was shot. See? Gotta take these motherfuckers out, but I know, but like, we can't say that, right? We can't say, like, I don't believe she just in said a project it. of violence. I truly don't, because I think in the end that our souls suffer from that, and I do think that some of this is a spiritual condition. So here is where I land most days about white people, um, and I actually have been helped in this by thinking about indigenous people, right? See, however, I don't, I haven't even, I've not listened to this part yet. I feel like me and her are going to find some common ground because whatever she's feeling about white people is probably what I feel about her. So let's see. Let's see. See, what part she... of the challenge of, around whiteness is that it totally skews our view of everything, right? I gave this like TED talk about this some years back. A TED talk? Think about it. It's like... So in this white supremacist country, uh, she was able to give a TED talk. This dumb fucking bitch. Yeah. Okay. The, the world didn't start when white people arrived in America and tried to tell all the rest of us how things were going to go. There were people out here making worlds, Africans and indigenous people being. Bro- <laughs> well, there weren't Africans uh, for sure, by the way, um, but in America now in the world. Yes. Uh, were there indigenous people running around in panties, fishing and praying to. Uh, Cthulhu and yes there was that was occurring um, they weren't building boats and sailing across the ocean um, that that stuff was you can go to a message uh, to indigenous people coming out uh, if you want more about uh, <laughs> that kind of shit uh, but actually when, when white people showed up when white Europeans showed up to America um, they did make America they didn't make the world but they did make America, just like uh, Japanese people make up Japan and Africans make up Africa, which she would never want to move to. It's brilliant and, you know, libraries and inventions <laughs> and, you know, vibrant notions of humanity. And- so there were libraries in this country before 1776. Libraries. Libraries existed. Libraries. Just imagine. Cultural exchange long before white people showed up being raggedy and violent and terrible and trying to take everything from everybody. And that's really important. Raggedy and violent. If we believe that history starts for us when white people drag us to these shores, then we can never get outside of the notion that this is going to be our existential struggle. All things that begin end. White. Well, for Black Americans, it actually does start when. Black Africans sold you to a lots of different nations, but in America, like some some of the stories ended for those Black Africans because they were taken to places where they castrated those blacks, killed them after they were like around forty and no longer good at working, and then just went and bought more. So the history for those people like ended, but the ones that got on a ship to America that that actually led to. This bitch, this room temperature IQ bitch, uh, obesity uh, diabetic woman, um, being able to spew garbage. So folks are not infinite and eternal, right? They ain't gonna go on for infinity and infinity, and that's super important to remember that white colonialism and imperialism.
racism has a beginning. And in my way of thinking about the world, that means it has an end. And so part of what we are trying to do is to imagine what it, what are the steps that we must take to get to the other side of this very inconvenient, you know, epochal interruption of like black and indigenous world making. I mean, does that give people comfort on a day to day when you like just having to deal with white folks and the tra- you know, the travesties <laughs> that they create and the sense that they want to destroy the planet? Nah, there is a world. <laughs> I'm just gonna end there. You can listen to the rest of it if you want to find it. Nah, this is a professor. Nah, I, I, I feel like she's read for sure Charlemagne the God's book. I'm almost certain. Uh. Oh my gosh. When you have to deal with white people on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. When you have to deal uh with black people on a day-to-day basis, uh it doesn't bring much comfort either uh for white people to have to deal with people like yourself. But uh what does like you said everything must end. Uh so maybe that will bring some people some comfort. I don't know. Uh maybe maybe BLM will go away someday. Maybe there is hope. Uh but I will say this. Uh for a woman uh yes you don't need to imagine what a world of indigenous people would look like um you can imagine it looks let me stop this here it says i'm running out of time i don't know why it says that uh no i think i finished before so you don't have to imagine what a world with indigenous people looks like it looks like people running around in panties in nature and praying to the river god and then you don't have to imagine what a world would look like ran by black people. You can look at Africa and all the crime stats and uh, stats that go along with Africa and ask yourself, where is Wakanda in this this heap of a giant country and the massive population there? So you don't have to imagine what a world ran by uh, that would look like. We, we have it. We have a diagram. So just look at it and tell yourself, where would I move into uh, DR? Congo, uh, Mozambique, where, where's your place? Where, where are you wanting to go? Where is she wanting to go? I'm not sure. <laughs> ah, Cooper. What is this woman's name? I think, uh, let me, Brittany Cooper. So, you know, yeah, we'll, we'll see if she gets canceled. Uh, I, I hope so. I hope she's able to get canceled. Brittany Cooper, if you care, records, uh, cause a fuss. Why not? Good luck, because uh, something tells me she's very safe, and I don't want to talk about this. I just want to talk about how does this benefit America. That's the only thing I want to ask you of that. Does that benefit America? Will we come together? Will we be able to unite when people are spewing garbage like that at universities? But, uh, you know, this is this might explain this sort of statistic I'm going to get into, and I'm going to close here. Uh, according to the Program for International Student Assessment, the USA ranks dead last in math, reading, and writing. But it ranks itself uh, number one when asked, when students are asked how well they'll do, they rate themselves that will do the best. Which is funny because people say it's a confidence issue, but this sounds like a pride issue. We think we're the best at reading, writing, and math, and we're dead last on scores, which might explain why uh, the NCAA is moving to uh, get rid of all scholastic achievement for sports. 
because they need racial equity. <laughs> it's, oh my goodness. With professors like uh, Cooper here and s- teachers owning uh, OnlyFans pages, fucking the students, I mean, is there a position less than last? That's, that's my real question. I feel like we should be negative. I mean, here's the title. Uh, Teenage boys in lingerie, teachers getting lap dances during high school's homecoming. This is a Hazard High School in Hazard, Kentucky. Minors were dressed in lingerie, gave lap dances to the staff. Hmm. And I also remember reading one. Here's another one. Florida Elementary School kids pictured on a field trip to a gay bar. (laughs) I mean, you can't make this up. Broward County School members uh, pictured in a group with Wilton Manors Elementary School children at Rosie's Bar and Grill. Uh, There was stuff. Let me me find the menu item. Uh, Many of the menu items had sexual puns, including... Naked Sweaty Lovin'. I'll just stop there. Uh, <laughs> this is who's teaching kids. And then once they get to college and you pay out the ass, it's Miss Cooper that's going to tell them they're uh, racist pieces of shit. And then we'll come in dead last and then we'll ask, are you guys smart? The Dunning-Kruger effect will take full force. And we'll be like, yeah, we're geniuses. We're really smart. We're the smartest nation. We're the smartest people. Very diverse and intelligent. My ass. You're fucking idiots and clowns. Let me stop there and do closing arguments. Yeah, so I think I've made a pretty good case. But, I mean, there is hope. Perhaps if Christians can pull themselves together. If this dad's on duty just takes over the duty of the leaders of our country. <laughs> or we just get rid of all the leaders of the country. Uh, if we get states' rights, if we have a state secede, uh, there there's some hopeful things. But in the meantime, I mean, we're going to get lectures from Kazik Prince, uh, an equity and diversity and inclusion consultant uh, who's a charlatan out of Austin, Texas, getting rich on this bullshit. Uh, we're going to hear stuff from uh, Robin D'Angelo, uh, bullshit ass stuff and all these DEI scam artists and, and they're going to continue to take over corporate America big tech and education and with ideas like this let's hear it let me play the clip Ritu Basan an inclusion specialist This sounds made up. And they get away with it. You people, they get paid to speak to people. <laughs> the goal is a diversity. Paloma Medina. The goal is equity. It's equity. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I believe this is a TED Talk. Instead of saying that you're going to form a diversity committee, how 
hire outside experts to help you like her for, and then achieve equity in salary and promotions. You can do it in two years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Meaning just, just hire anyone who's not white and give pay raises to anyone who's not white and a woman and then pay her a fuck ton of money to audit you and tell you you're a piece of shit. That's not a racket at all. That's not a scam. I haven't seen a scam like that since Miss Cleo. But let's go to our leaders. Maybe our leaders, uh, maybe they have better ideas. Let's see. Let's see what our leaders have to say. So, the knee on the neck of justice for black Americans. We must improve equity within and between our countries. And close economic, political, and social gaps that persist based on race, gender, and other parts of our identity. So I think that's the president and the secretary of defense. Uh, yeah. <sighs> and then again, uh, people who were scared, too scared to work last year, got unemployment benefits, stimulus checks, free housing. People who never stopped working get fired and denied all benefits. That's a great tweet from at tweet truth to me. Um, yeah, that's the world we live in. I'm not uh, at Celtic Notorious. I'm not saying they intentionally trying to shut down small businesses, destroy the middle class, transfer the majority of the wealth to the world's largest corporations, and divide us with fear and hatred. But if they were, what would they be doing differently? Hmm. Great question. Uh, unless people are able to uh, wake up. I mean, this is, uh, I think the answer is yes, we will collapse. But maybe we can I think you got to get rid of the charlatans. I, I think, you know, as much as I want to go full anarcho on this, I don't expect that to happen anytime soon. Uh, I think a secession, uh, new leadership, um, you know, and not being so centralized would would help a lot. Uh, what are your thoughts? Did you enjoy this podcast? Uh, is there any podcast you'd like me to do? Always fox at foxmckenna.com. And tell the next one, go fox yourselves. <laughs>